0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Film Club After Dark, where every once in a while something good comes out on Netflix that we want to talk about. Boo, how are you?
1: I'm doing good, because we're going to be talking about Fear Street Part 2 today, 1978.
0: Yes, where we got uh, early access to, again, from Midsummer
1: Screams. That's correct, Th- and thank you again to Midsummer Scream for giving us access to the Fear Street trilogy, mm-hmm. and we got to talk about it.
0: Yes, and this one um i i will go on record because in 94 i did have some issues with the film but many issues many issues but i think i finally figured out the reason i had an issue with the with the movie is i felt the plot of 94 was uneven like it just didn't mm-hmm. didn't feel right it didn't balance out the stakes and the payoffs and the characters didn't really feel or organic to to the story taking place. Mm-hmm. I don't have that issue with 78. 78 is actually like pr- pretty good in terms of like what it's doing. Cause granted, it's just a, a Friday the 13th homage and there's not, you gotta, you have to try to mess up Friday the 13th. It is, it's not a hard thing to, to do.
1: Even the 2009 movie.
0: Hey, it gave me everything a Friday the 13th movie should give me, except likable characters, so...
1: I mean, Jason is the star of the show. Yes. And all the people around him are just body counts.
0: Exactly. So, we have uh, Fear Street Part 2 1978, which picks up right where 94 leaves off, Mm -hmm. we think. But I now have questions as to, is Dina bleeding out on on their on that lady's couch. Cause she just got stabbed by a drumstick like ten minutes ago.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what happened. They they may have just, you know, patched it with some duct tape or like, you know what, we got stuff to do.
0: Grant granted, if you're a main character in this, then you are um a final girl? <laughs> if you're no, if you're a main character in this, you're impervious to multiple stab wounds. Yeah. Cause the I have okay. There's a thing about the end of this movie that I need to bring up, but we'll do that. later Later. let's let's just get into what what's going on here boo what is the story of 78
1: 78 picks up where 94 leaves off where we have dina josh and sam Mm -hmm. all looking for um ziggy Berman or cm Berman, and trying to figure out How to save Sam, because Sam is now possessed. Mm -hmm. We're still kind of idling that evil dead vibe. Mm -hmm. And this is where we get Ziggy's story. And she says, you know, basically the history of her life and this historical event that has now reached 94. And we get to see it's, I don't even think it's a week. It's like I think it's over the
0: course of like a day or two.
1: Yeah, it's a day or two that this event happens at. Camp Nightwing, where the curse is back again Mm -hmm. and we get the Camp Nightwing killer Mm -hmm. who just goes on a massacre, changes Ziggy's life and adds her into, you know, the cluster of people that have been affected by this curse that has been going on since 1666. Mm -hmm. And we kind of get more backstory about some of the killers in this movie. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Not like in the first movie where everything is just so foreign and new. We have absolutely no context. It's you know, we get insight on Ruby Lane, we get insight on the Nightwing Killer. So, where do you want to start off with?
0: Well, okay. Do you want to start off with the good or the bad?
1: Let's go bad.
0: Go, go with the bad, and then we'll get to the good parts.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll you know we'll work that out, and then we can enjoy the rest of the good from this movie.
0: Okay, so a lot of the bad with this movie mostly just comes down to the fact that um the sections that are uh from 94 are just not very very good
1: i mean you also just have it out for 94 i'm
0: just not a fan of it, it i don't really get it i feel like the dina character is just, i just can't vibe with her as like the main character i don't know why mm. i legitimately don't know why because she's like a fine like the actress is doing a good job yeah we we um spoilers we got to see 66 early as well
1: yeah we just watched it last night so we're and, gonna talk about that later
0: yeah and i got to see the the actress um kiana madera mm-hmm. playing a, a different role in yeah. 66 and she's a good actress like yeah. i liked her in that i think i just don't like dina the dina character the dina character and then we have like Josh, who I I still like Josh. I think Josh is fine. Yeah. There is also just some parts in 78 that are a little wonky. Mm -hmm. Mostly it's the, hey, we're about to do something. Let me give like my 10-minute speech when we really should just be taking care of business real quick.
1: But I mean, doesn't that happen in a lot of movies?
0: Well, yeah, but it happens like six times in this one. I believe Mm -hmm. it. Okay, because there's a few points in this where I think each character gets a like, rallying the troops' speech. Yeah. But each character does not need a rallying the troops' speech. Each character, like, there should be one person who rallies the troops, right? And
1: But you get people, you know, getting killed off, so then someone's got to make a new speech, then they get killed off, so the leader's constantly changing.
0: Yeah, and it, I get it constantly changing, but it's also, like, that's just bad writing. But granted, the actual things that are going on in terms of, like you know, the killer doing his stuff. Like the reason we're here yeah. where it's, this is a slasher movie. People. Yes. And that's actually good
1: slasher movies at the film club.
0: Uh, yeah, we do. And that part, it's, yeah, it's really good. I thought, you know, the, um, the young, uh, mayor or sheriff good mm-hmm. and the Ziggy relationship. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's actually like kind of a cute, like summer fling thing going on. Also
1: didn't see that coming.
0: Oh, for that, like summer, like fling thing, that relationship.
1: That and the the two characters knowing each other because Ziggy is very new to us mm-hmm. and just you know didn't anticipate it. But again, this is the history of two towns that were really one town to begin with. So yeah, it's, it's kind a of interesting. So it's interesting to see where things started, and they were very cute together. I love yeah. that you know Ziggy's kind of an outsider, and Nick is you know set up to be the sheriff of. Sunnyvale. He
0: he is the uh, prodigal son, as it were.
1: Yeah. But he's, you know, into horror. He loves Stephen King. It, he... I,
0: I also had to do a fact check on that because this takes place in 1978, right? Yeah. I don't... I had to check. I'm not sure if the Stephen King references they're making are historically accurate.
1: What? Salem and... Uh, Salem's, Salem's Lot, Lot and, and, and Carrie. Carrie. I'm
0: pretty sure Carrie was... Carrie was released in, by the time 78 came around. And I'm pretty sure...
1: The book or the movie?
0: The... Well, the book came first, and they're talking about the book. I know, that's why... Are you talking about, like, the movie?
1: Yeah, when did Carrie uh, come out. I believe it
0: came out in... Yeah, it came out in, like, the late 70s, or maybe the early 80s, but...
1: But they do make a, a you know, a point of saying the book, not the movie. Yeah, yeah,
0: But that, again, it's totally irrelevant to, to the thing I'm going here, but I'm pretty sure, like, I think Salem's Lot might not have been out when this movie's taking place, or if it was its own... I don't think it's been out that long. Like, this kid had to have been a hardcore like horror nerd to find that book kind of like you Hey, quiet you yeah. uh, but yeah that's totally besides the point we're gonna get into more historical inaccuracies in 66 but that's whatever
1: oh but 66 in... is gonna be a ride folks yeah
0: but 78 again like the last bad thing i can really say about it is some of the conflicts i'm like this is very unrealistic
1: you mean the, the kids from Sunnyvale?
0: Oh, God. When they are like, yo, this bitch is gonna fucking burn me yeah. at the state. That's the first introduction to Ziggy as a character. Yeah. She's running from all the Sunnyvale kids who are Satanists. And they're gonna, they string her up out a fucking tree. And this one bitch comes up and starts, like, burning her with her lighter. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, the counselor comes back. And they're just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. We're gonna kick you out. And, and I'm like, wait a minute. I don't care if this is like, oh, you're the rich preppy kid. I don't care if this is 78. Honey, they tried to murder you.
1: Yeah. And she makes a point of telling the camp counselors, they tried to kill me. And being that the counselor was from Sunnyvale, they're like, oh, you know, we'll deal with them later. Which is that's basically. That's
0: not a. That's a one. Bro, that's not like. You're, that's not your job. Your job is to make sure these kids don't fucking. Ah. That
1: they don't die.
0: And, all, and also the thing is like. That that conflict it it's a it goes beyond like oh they're they're like that's the rich girl that's like the poor girl yeah. and they're just like yeah they have it out for each other that's like yo this bitch wants to murder you yeah I would I could legitimately see Ziggy like like just stabbing her and being like that's self defense there's not a jury in the world that would convict but
1: but she is from Shady Side so they would convict because yeah, yeah. Shady Side is cursed
0: yeah and it's uh it's bad it's really bad but then the good uh a lot of the good here is just that it's it's a competently told slasher story and the parts that are within um 78 Mm -hmm. the stuff that's outside of the 94 like bookends Mm -hmm. that's a really good story that could stand alone as just like a normal slasher flick
1: it's a really good slasher flick it's
0: it's it is and it's really in general it's a pretty basic slasher flick it also expands the lore from 94 in a reasonable way and it almost makes me wish we didn't have the 94 bookends because then i I, I like
1: the 94 bookends well
0: i understand that but if i didn't have the 94 bookends i can just watch this by itself and not worry about
1: it yeah no i understand that that, that this movie would work just seventy-eight, nothing else that would work as a perfect slasher film.
0: Yeah, I mean, or at least a very serviceable one. I would yeah. feel okay recommending that. Yeah. But with the ninety-four bookends, then it's like, hey, I really want to recommend this this uh pretty D slasher movie, but you kinda have to watch two other movies to really understand mm-hmm. the overarching thing, which it might be a big ask for six hours of someone's time.
1: Or people love movies, and they're looking for something to fill up six hours a time.
0: Yeah, cool. So I work for a living. I'm not looking for six hours to kill.
1: Oh, please. With your DVD collection, you could watch DVDs for years. Exactly. But,
0: yeah, so I think there's actually a lot of good in here. I think the cast in the 78 is way better quality than in than in um, 94 or even 66. Well, they come back in 66. But I feel like the quality of the performance in 78 is very good. Yeah. And I think we have a one of the actresses from Stranger
1: Things is in this? That would be Sadie Sink, yeah, who plays Mad Max in Stranger Things. Mm. And she's a great character in Stranger Things, so I knew right off the bat she was going to kill it in uh, 78, which she does. Mm-hmm. I love Ziggy's character. She just takes no crap. And we see the conflict with her and her sister Cindy, and ultimately, we see uh, Ziggy lose her sister, mm-hmm. and it's terrible how she loses her sister. Oh,
0: it's so gruesome, and there's act- that's actually a really good cinematic like point in the film, mm-hmm. where you know it's the end and spoilers, where yeah. the Nightwing Killer gets some, and we find out, oh, this is how Ziggy died and got brought back to life, mm-hmm. so she was able to break through the curse. And it's like, wait a, wait a minute, because. Um, Cindy gets killed by just having, like, just being axed to death by the Nightwing Killer.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, they don't, like, sugarcoat it or cut away. You, oh, you, you, you just, see him. You just see the axe just going into her chest over and over, and she's gone.
0: And then you see Ziggy, who's being attacked by, uh, st- I don't know his name, Stabby Dude. And she's. Creepy
1: sta- Stabby Dude. Yeah,
0: Creepy Stabby Dude. And I'm just gonna make a point here. So she is stabbed, I don't know, I a, think, like, a thousand times.
1: She's stabbed three times.
0: <laughs> no. No, it's he, way more.
1: Because he goes for the two sides and then he goes for the stomach. And I think maybe a couple more times than the stomach. It's
0: way more. She's stabbed at least like 15 times. Yeah. 15 times on like the body, abdomen, whatever. And she's she dead. She dead. She's dead. Yeah, she's there she for dies. like however long. Yeah. And then Nick Good comes up and is like, oh my God, I'm not going to let you die. And gives her CPR. Yeah. Gives a person who has massive internal bleeding, probably collapsed lung whose heart has stopped CPR Mm -hmm. that's not how you save somebody who has massive massive internal bleeding and a bunch of stab wounds and all this other stuff that she should be dead granted i understand this is a movie and and i also believe dina is hearing this story with a massive stab wound in her side so it makes sense it's fine stab wounds or whatever axes though that's what that's what kills you
1: yeah, but I was also thinking when this takes place at the the very end of the movie, we're just gonna kind of jump around in this movie, yeah, or in this episode. So at the end of the movie, when uh, Ziggy and Cindy are stabbed to death, this happens where the uh, the hanging tree is.
0: Yeah, which I didn't realize was the tree in the mall. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting interesting point there. Okay, yeah.
1: So I'm wondering since you know. Nick is able to revive her is it a thing that maybe there's some magical element there that also kind of pushes her back to life
0: I don't know if if that was the thing and it's just it was it's because it's never mentioned it's never mentioned that the hanging tree is magic yeah and if that's the thing I would be very disappointed if if that's what it was because it's very um it's very just plot contrivy I guess. I don't know. It, it's one of those things where it really doesn't matter. It's just, I've seen that in other horror movies and they needed to explain it away. I thought Ziggy drowned. I thought that's what happened.
1: That's what I thought was going to be a, a thing in this movie. Oh, okay, they revived her this way. So I was surprised when the killer... When she
0: legitimately should have been murdered.
1: Yeah, that's why I was very surprised how she goes. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that scene alone is just great with... The killers coming out of the trees towards them.
0: It were it's a really good scene. That climax sequence is actually very good
1: and heartbreaking because it's not like other slasher movies where you don't really care about the
0: well the, the characters the, the aren't characters. characters they're their uh body count.
1: Yeah, you're you're there to see the slasher, but in this movie you actually care about the kill the the people that are being murdered.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean. Even uh, seeing like the the kids get hacked away, even though they they don't show it, they they always cut away from it. It's just sad knowing that these kids are there. You also for a see summer. the
0: aftermath. You see a lot of the grisly aftermath.
1: Yeah, you don't see everything. You, they they're very smart about how they frame things.
0: It it was probably also a thing where Netflix is like, yo, you can't you show are, that. We're not doing no. this. All right, we're Netflix, but we're not we're not this we're not this good. No so I, I got I want to reverse um the question to you okay what are what are your thoughts on like what's bad about the movie and what's good what what are your thoughts on like the bad parts of the movie?
1: I think we needed just more clarity mm-hmm. because even though we get a lot of new information in this movie and things start to make sense, there's still some things that aren't really explained
0: mm-hmm. such as
1: um well, the other killers, I thought we were really going to get more information, apart from Ruby Lane, I thought we were going to get more inf- or information about Bat Boy, the tall dude from the lake, stabby, stabby killer guy.
0: You 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 thought this was going to be much more of a lore kind of film, where we learn a lot about like the whole killer cast here?
1: Yeah, and that's what I wanted to know, because I wanted to know why they were selected, how all of this ties together, even though I'm grateful that we find out more about Ruby Lane because she's so haunting in the first movie.
0: Mm-hmm. And well, I, she was your favorite slasher from the first, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or she, I, I, I granted, it was the guy who's literally Scream yes. and then Ruby Lane.
1: And uh, Nightwing Killer. Yeah. Because uh, Jason. Yeah. But it, it's interesting. I'm going to tie into the good now. That you know Ruby Lane is Nurse Lane's daughter mm-hmm. who works for the camp. And we meet Nurse Lane... When uh, Sadie is burned, or not Sadie, sorry. When Ziggy's burned, and she's like uh, Ziggy's best friend at the camp because, again, these most of these kids from Sunnyvale are monsters. Yeah. So we see not who we're expecting to see. We see a kind of detached, distracted Nurse Lane, and this is when we get the our first visual of the book with. Uh, was it the witch's mark or the devil's mark?
0: It has the witch's mark on. It. It's supposed to be like Nurse Lane's journal of the events that have gone on the town and her trying to find the witch's body and hand to, to do, magic shit with.
1: Because this was not her daughter.
0: Yeah, I and that is a good little sequence and a good and a very good like story beat. It does humanize the slashers a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it,
1: and that's why it was kind of bothering me. How are these people chosen? Why are they chosen? It was just—it was just driving me crazy. You know, I, I love psychological thrillers, so I love to sit there and kind of piece things together. And when, yeah. we, when we didn't get that in the first one, it was just driving me crazy. I needed seventy-eight, and we got some information, but not everything.
0: And I got well—that's the—that's the thing. You, I'm—I'm gonna—I'm gonna make a, an assumption here. Okay. I assume that you're one of the people who wants everything laid out like by the movies and you want the everything laid out so you can like process it and understand yeah. the whole whole thing yeah you I don't like, like things ambiguously left up to interpretation oh you don't really know it's left up to whatever
1: yeah because then it could be whatever yeah i, I like you know a guaranteed answer mm-hmm. and we don't get this in this movie but we actually get a full movie
0: Do you hate the thing, by the way? Because that that movie is famous for its ambiguous ending.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the thing. Really, I love that
0: is like one of my favorite. That is one of my favorite horror movies. Oh,
1: I know it is, but yeah, that's not really my favorite. And also, Big Bugs. Yeah, that that really doesn't do anything for me.
0: You just hate the ending, don't you? Yeah. (sighs) No, no taste
1: wow no taste wow but rude
0: yeah, mr my...
1: you know i love toxic avenger
0: toxic avenger was fantastic toxic avenger masterpiece all <clears throat> five all five movies in oh, toxic crusaders God. the cartoon but back Low to 78 so yeah but 78 is um it is interesting that we both kind of have the same critique of it is that it's it's there's a lot of parts of it that are vague yeah That are just not really explained and i comes back to something I said in 94, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: where we don't know the rules of, like, the witch powers. We don't know...
1: And growing up with, like, the Scream movies and other slasher movies, there's always a set of rules that you, you abide by. And then this movie, it's like, we know, don't bleed on the bones. And that's about it.
0: Pretty much. And that's the other thing, is... We know that the killers are immortal zombie monsters that you cannot deal with. And we know that if you bleed on the bones, the witch, there's a curse's, there's a witch's curse that follows you around. Yeah. And that's it. But then we don't know the extent of the possession. We don't know the extent of really, like, how they're chosen. We don't know if you can even come back after being possessed. And all this, and all this stuff and it's one of those things where it does kind of irk me but the the fact that this movie just has the balls to just be a generic good but generic just slasher flick yeah which i i very much appreciate i like it when when the movie kind of gets gets off its gets off its high horse and just is like yo we're just we're just going to be a fucking jason movie for like 90 minutes just relax and enjoy the ride
1: and speaking of Jason, I uh-huh. have a little fun fact. Yes. The camp, Camp Nightwing, used in this movie, was the camp used in Jason Lives. Really? Yeah.
0: The one in Jersey? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That Okay, that explains a lot. Also, that does make me uh, a little annoyed, but whatever.
1: Well, what? I mean, the camp in the movie isn't in Jersey. It's in Georgia, in Rutledge. Yeah. But... I thought that was kind of interesting, you know, just looking at it. I'm like, you know, this, this really feels like a Jason movie mm-hmm. and, you know, apart from the lake, you know, yeah. cause you got to have, you know, Camp Crystal Lake, but it's just like the feel. The, I,
0: I but, wonder if that's why they didn't have Ziggy drown, even though it made the most like kind of logical sense. It's like, oh, how do you, cause yeah. granted we saw Sam drown in the, in the first one where they, yeah. And I, that might have just been a thing where, oh, we saw it happen in the first one. The second one, she died and came back. So, oh, it's a logical conclusion. That's what happened. I wonder if they didn't have a lake in this one. So they didn't legitimately rip off right of the 13th. Probably.
1: So it wasn't just a straight, like, they didn't yeah. get
0: the, the calls from the lawyers on Monday being like, hey, um you owe some fucking money.
1: Yeah, and, and I thought you'd like that little, you know, tidbit that it's not only an homage to Jason, they actually filmed it at one of the camping locations,
0: which is really, which is really cool. It is an interesting homage.
1: Yeah, and um, that was my assumption too—that she was probably going to drown or maybe be electrocuted. Something where they're able to revive her—a
0: very easy revi- revivification. Yeah.
1: And this kind of reminded me of a another Netflix movie. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it, it's something where, like, you know, the power grid goes down and it messes with everybody, and they can't sleep. And the not being able to sleep is killing you. And the thing in the movie is you got to die and be revived to kind of like break this this thing that happens.
0: Flatliners?
1: I don't know. No, <laughs> no, just no, no, it no. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but that's how I'm thinking when they said, you know, that's how she broke the curse. It kind of took me back to that movie. But then you see she's broken the curse. But uh, Ziki you know, deals with a ton of PTSD, which is understandable after the events of this and that was another gripe of mine is that i wanted to kind of see what happened to her in between leaving the camp and to where we meet her in 94
0: you you consistently ask those ask those things where it's like i want I want her medical records. I want to know everything. I'm like, I don't want medical just,
1: records, but I just want to know because you, you we... wanted
0: the, you wanted the montage that led, you wanted like the, the one or two minute montage of her leaving the camp. And then that graduation of where she was. Cause that would have added like, that's another movie.
1: Oh, I know, but it was just, you know, I wanted to see how the, the clocks in her, her house, you know, how that came to be that she has everything so timed that it's, you know, okay, uh, feed the dog, uh, have dinner yourself, lock the doors. And it's like, I get it. You know, you have massive PTSD and it, it also kind of, uh, it felt like they're taking a jab at me. Cause that's how I am. I was like, I got to lock up for the night. I got to make sure oh, that everything's secure. well aware. Yes. Well I, aware. Yes. I, I'm very OCD in some, uh, factors of my life. Yes. So. It was Some. so. It was just interesting. I, I just wanted a more backstory about how time played out. Well, this for is her.
0: this is the backstory, and I think I think that's a thing where if they added that that might have detracted from it because I kind of like seeing this is where she was and this is where she is now, and I like I like that imagination of filling it in because we can kind of assume a lot of what what happened.
1: I mean, it's, be real. You love that her dinner was mac and cheese and whiskey.
0: Uh, yes yes I have I have been a uh, poor college student before yes
1: and I was like yeah if I was on a time you know it's time to eat dinner schedule it would be mac and cheese too of course also how cool is it that her dog's name is Major Tom
0: oh god I, mean, I was
1: like that I was like yes
0: I'm I'm over here it's like uh, we uh, we fucking get it this is in the 70s that's she a gripe bowie. i have i understand i understand she loves bowie but that's a gripe i have with like her name's ziggy obviously Ziggy yeah. Stardust. but there's a gripe i have with this movie is the soundtrack granted i feel like you can't have the needle drop moment in movies placed in the 70s because Guardians of the Galaxy has monopolized all '70s music,
1: and it's not Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. They actually throw in, you know, different songs. They from They have. The 70s.
0: They have what is it? Um, Ziggy Stardust. They have uh, Cherry, Cherry Bomb. Bomb.
1: Uh, Don't fear the reaper. Don't fear
0: the yeah. Don't fear the reaper. Um, Wayward Son. They they have they have uh, staples right. They have
1: Captain and Tennille. I can't think of the song off the top of my head, but it's one of their most popular songs. Yeah,
0: I I feel it's just one of those things where, like, there's three songs from guardians of the galaxy that i can only associate with that and cherry interview. bomb cherry bomb is one of them. Yeah. cherry bomb hooked on a feeling and, and come and get your love yeah those three songs i'm like every time i hear those i'm like you think that, guardians. that's guardians so anytime i hear a movie in that's a period piece of the 70s which you would play you know era specific music those ones come on, and I'm like, well, "Are you just lazy? You could just you could go to a record store. You can just Google like pop '70s songs."
1: Well, I also think those songs kind of stick with you in Guardians because at our comic book shop, they have the the Guardians pinball machine, and I play it every opportunity that yes, I can. you
0: play it all the time. I love it. You played you played Cherry Bomb. I remember we went on a we were driving somewhere, and you played Cherry Bomb. Like three or four times in a row because it's were, just that just like, good. And I'm like, I, I was like, boo, you wanna change the song? You're like, no, 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 just one more, one more time, one more time. I'm like, boo, like I would like to, like fucking, can we, can we fucking not? I'm I sorry. mean, how
1: many times have we listened to your Sublime CD over and over and over? Yeah, again? but at least
0: it's the whole album. It's not the same song, all
1: right? I can listen to the whole soundtrack from Guardians. All right, all right.
0: But, yeah, so there, there's some things in this movie that...
1: Amazing soundtrack.
0: Good, it's, yeah, it's a very good soundtrack. It's just one of those things where it's that m- mental relation mm-hmm. going on that yeah. I can't break. But, yeah, there's stuff in the movie where I'm like, I dig it. I like it. This overall, I think, is better than 94. Yeah. Um, how much better is eh, arguable. But I think if I said 94 was okay, I think that was my...
1: Yeah, that my, was your okay.
0: That was my, my rating. Yeah. 94 was okay. This is pretty good. This is actually on the rating of great to terrible. It's pretty good. It's actually a pretty good movie.
1: And I think we need to jump into our killer from this movie. Yes. Because in the first movie, we get um, the Skull Face Killer, and there's really no tie to him and the characters of this movie. No. In the first movie. The, Apart from that he went to the same high school as all of uh, the shady side kids.
0: Yeah, I mean the first movie uh, the killer's name I think is Ryan Torres. Yeah. He is a he is a blank slate. He has no he has no character.
1: No, and, and we only see him as him for like 2 minutes.
0: Yeah, and we don't get a whole lot from him. Uh in this like we know the character who becomes the Nightwing killer and yeah. we understand who he is in relation to everybody else, we understand how the, this is like the rise and fall. Oh, uh, you're looking at looking for Tommy's name.
1: Yeah, Tommy Slater, yeah. who is Cindy Ziggy's uh, sister's boyfriend, mm-hmm. and Tommy's supposed to be this really wholesome, sweet, caring guy, and we just you know see the switch from you know caring and being a camp counselor to Jason you, Voorhees. Jason Voorhees. Yes. And um, I don't know if you noticed, when he starts to take, you know, the possession starts to take over, do you notice uh, his name is called the Flies? Yes, you, so, your
0: little theory that the Flies and the whispering of the name is whoever is possessing
1: them. The, the signal to flip that switch in the brain. Yes. Which is still driving me crazy. Who is the one... You know, that's calling the shots. Is it The Witch? You know, how is this happening?
0: You know, it sucks because we did actually watch 66. So we know the answers. We,
1: we do. But and it's, we're, we're... That's why I'm trying not to think about 66 and just go with 78. And, with what
0: we know in the movie. Yeah, yeah, what
1: we know in the movie. And, you know, ultimately, Tommy almost lost his life fairly early in the movie. Because, yeah, to Nurse Lane. To Nurse Lane because I thought... She was possessed. When she comes out, um, Tommy... Worst
0: possession ever.
1: (laughs) Yes, comic book guy. So, Cindy and Tommy are cleaning, like, what would be, like, the Great Hall or the Mess Hall?
0: Yeah, they're cleaning up, like, the Mess Hall, and then Nurse Lane comes in, and she's gonna, like, try and kill Tommy because she saw his name written in the fucking witch's cave.
1: Like, the the stone tablets that are in the... The the witch's cave. cave. Yeah, and I'm thinking oh, she's another one that's been possessed. And then we see her, you know, rolled away. She doesn't, you know, succeed in killing killing Tommy, Tommy. but she does, you know, knock him in the back of his head. So I was kind of like, okay, is that how we're going to get the new possession of Tommy started? I
0: felt like that was just um, a little thing to help explain why he's like shook up and he's kind of like distant.
1: At, At least for Cindy, because she's equating it to Okay, maybe he has an a concussion. Yeah. That's why he's acting so funny. And it's like, no, it's he's being it, possessed. He's being possessed, and no one's really picking up on it because they're either stoned or drunk. And Cindy's on this crusade of, I gotta see, you know, if Nurse Lane was really hooked on pills because mm-hmm. why was she just snapped like this, like her daughter? Be- <coughs> Excuse me, because we even get that from the cops that when they're taking away Nurse Lane. They're talking about uh, Ruby Lane, her daughter, and they're like, oh, you know, Crazy, just like her daughter, runs in the family. And because he's a Sunnyvale cop, he, he just assumes, oh, you know, Crazy runs in that family. It's no big deal.
0: Yeah, again, like that, oh my god, that cop's a fucking terrible <laughs> officer. I don't know, there's just a lot of this movie. Yeah. The, I think the more we go into it, I'm just like, yeah, no, like literally, I like, I like the... Ziggy, I like Cindy and I like Nick and like, that's it. Everyone else. I'm like, ah, you guys can all fucking go to hell. You guys are all horrible. Alice is fine. Alice is kind of a bitch, but that's her character. And she was actually kind of cool.
1: I liked Alice. And then, uh, her boyfriend, I can't think of his name off the top of my head.
0: I mean, he's the first one to die.
1: What was his name? Like Arnold or Arnie something. It's,
0: he was stone guy. Number two.
1: He was somebody. But just seeing that uh, Tommy is just going further and further into uh, the possession. And he follows along with uh, Cindy and Alice and Alice's boyfriend because they're on this crusade to find the witch's house. Because in Nurse Lane's book, she's got everything mapped out with a bunch of exes. So they're like, okay, we got to come over and see what this is. Mm -hmm. And I'm surprised... For being possessed, it seems like he kind of held off the longest, or fought the longest. Yeah,
0: because in the first one, we just get... It starts with with um, the Taurus guy just being a fucking killer.
1: Yeah, he's, you know, himself one minute, and then maybe five minutes later, he's chasing her around the mall. And, I mean, he killed the other people first Yeah, in the mall, so it's like... You know,
0: Again, I think the more we talk about 78 and then its comparison to 94, it just makes me like not like 94 as much.
1: No, I still like 94, but I agree with you, 78 is the better movie. But it's just kind of interesting, and it makes me want to know more about the killers. Because, you know, is it just a thing where the possession takes longer with other people? Or is it strong will? Because it seemed like Tommy was trying to fight it as long as he could. Big I don't really know. Snapped.
0: I mean, in in the end it's a little it's a little that's another thing. There's a lot of inconsistencies with mm-hmm. the series. And it just feels it just feels again like there was some there were some issues in the writing process with this mm-hmm. that were not thought out. But 78 stands alone as a good movie. Yeah. And I think that's where I want to like just leave leave the audience with is this I would recommend. Yeah. Would you recommend
1: oh i i highly recommend 78 um it's fun it's creepy it'll get you thinking um, pay attention to the small details there's a
0: lot of small details on this that are payoffs from 94 and
1: pay off later yeah and do you think so far with everything we've seen uh 94 and uh, seventy eight. That these are going to be popular costumes this Halloween season.
0: You've been asking me that the entire time when we are not recording, and I'm like, I don't care.
1: I know you don't I care. I don't
0: care at all. But come but on. are I they going to be popular? I don't know. Probably. Pro- maybe not. I don't I know. Mean, look
1: at like Scream and the Jason franchise. How old they are, and you. Those are still popular costumes.
0: There's a yeah, but there's a difference. These are the homages. Those are the originals.
1: Those are the originals. But
0: I feel like you're gonna if you're gonna do a um, if you're gonna be the the skull faced killer, you're just gonna be ghostface. Face. If you're gonna be the nightwing killer, just you're just gonna be Jason. You might be sack Jason, which I would love to see, uh, potato sack Jason coming back into the lexicon of uh, horror films.
1: I also liked how he becomes you know uh, sackface basically. How it's, you know, Cindy moving the burlap sack earlier in the movie to Ziggy using it to strangle him when he's after her. And it's just because I was wondering, I'm like, okay, I'm like, are we going to see him? I thought that,
0: too. He was going to don the mask. I know.
1: That's why I was kind of unsure, because while being possessed, that's basically what he's focused on is killing. That is kind of like, well, how is the mask going to factor into this?
0: And we also have two other of these killers that wear masks.
1: Yeah, we and have Bat I'm, Boy and, and the I'm other
0: guy. I'm curious, was there a thing where the, where the the. Bat Boy possession, like, put on that creepy kid mask? Or did he get into a fight with somebody who put on the creepy kid mask?
1: I'm not sure, but... It's for, very weird. But you've seen the, the Scream TV series, right?
0: Yeah, I saw the Scream TV series the first season. The
1: first season. You know how the mask is like um, a burn mask?
0: Yeah, it's not it's not the actual Ghostface mask because yeah. they couldn't get the rights to it.
1: Yeah, that's how I felt like Batboys was because it didn't look like like just like a regular mask you would see. It was kind of translucent, so I'm like, is that like another burn mask? Oh,
0: I have no idea to be honest. It might be. It it's a very interesting thing. But... And
1: then the other killer has like a plague doctor kind of mask.
0: Yeah, but it again, it's all yeah. it's all just set design and or and um. Uh, production design and things like that, which are cool. But yeah, so this movie. Uh do you have final thoughts on it?
1: I highly recommend watching it. Uh I think you need to watch the series as a whole to understand everything. But if you don't have the time to do that, this is a good movie standalone.
0: Yeah, just I would say just skip the first ten minutes, the skip the ninety four stuff and just watch seventy eight by itself and it'll be a great standalone. If you're into the series, yeah, you can watch this, and it's it's very good. It's better It's better than 94. It's a very worthy follow-up. It's very good. Um, and then we have 66 to talk about after this.
1: Yeah, which will be coming out in an episode, or on a day next week.
0: Yeah. Preview of that. Uh, not a fan.
1: Yeah, Dean did not like it. I liked it. I thought there were some issues with it, but overall... I enjoyed it, but we're not going to give you any spoilers so you could listen to our next episode.
0: And you can catch that next week. Where can they find it?
1: Well, if you want to listen to us on a different streaming site than you currently are, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, just about everywhere the podcasts are streamed. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Film Club Podcast.
0: And if you wanted to catch more of me talking about movies, you can find me on the YouTube channel In The Frame, where I post this podcast, The Film Club, as well as the other podcast, The Double Feature Podcast. And with Boo, I think that's about it.
1: And we'll see you next week at The Film Club.
0: Peace.